When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff. I'm doing something special for you guys today. Instead of having one guest on episodes today, we have two special guests blessing us in the booth today. Lindy and Fando are the married couple behind the personal finance brand skilled finance so they cover both personal finance from an individual perspective and from a couple perspective you already know what i'm going to say next i hope you are ready for the gems that are ready to be dropped today how are you doing today fando lindy feeling good feeling good how are you i'm feeling great i'm good good. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, you're feeling great long day so how was work for you both today well, for me, I was in the office today um, and didn't oh, really? go by oh, choice. Wow. Um, it wasn't my <laughs> choice to go. It was more like work and now like everyone needs to go in. So yeah, everyone needs to go in. But besides that, it was good. Oh, I feel wow. like I got a lot done um, than I would when I'm at home and I'm getting to balance my day a lot more productively. So that's great. Okay. Yeah, wow. for me, it oh, was wow. it was yeah, all right. Yeah, it was standard working from crazy. home. Oh, you, do you always work from home, Fando? Most of the time. Most of the time at the moment. Traveling yeah. like yeah. once a week or something like that. But yeah, it's calm. Wow, wow. Lucky. You're very, very lucky. I'm sure, Lindy, you, you would love to have uh, what, what Fando's having, right? The opportunity to work from home all the time. Yeah, I'd oh, love crazy. to be at home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> mad mad you know i get to i get to work from home pretty much all the time if i want to i do like to go to the office from time to time because yeah it's just good to get out of the house sometimes when you're just staying in the same four walls you're like okay i need to connect with other people i need to um see other people okay so this is the this is one of the most interesting questions of of the podcast um so i'll go to you first lindy we'll do ladies first what's your worst financial mistake um, I'd probably say that after we got married, yeah, we were not thinking about anything besides just living. So um, okay. we went through a phase where we're like, okay, we're saving for the wedding. We're getting ready for the wedding. And everything was just saving, 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 saving. Our whole life literally revolved around saving. Wow. And once mm-hmm. we got married, it was like, do you know what? We need to YOLO. Like we need to have fun and just live. And I think that's one of my biggest financial mistakes simply because I feel like I should have had a balance of some sort but I literally went 
like to the max with just spending and just living and stuff like that. And I always look at that as had I started saving then, I'd probably be a lot further in life than I am right now. But it's okay. We live and we learn. We make mistakes. That moment has taught me to do better. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the spending versus saving conundrum is always a challenge. I feel like, you know, when you get to a point where you become great at your finances, you always look back and say, ah, oh, I wish I did that better. I wish I did this better. And you just never really know with life what happens, yeah. right? And, and I think mm-hmm. it balances itself out um, ultimately, you know, um, but you learn from it at least. That's the most important thing um, mm. in that story. Fantastic story. What about you, Fando? Um, for me, I'm going to go way back. It was when I was like, I can't okay. remember, early 20s. One of my friends came out to me like, oh, bro, can you can you get this phone contract for me? So I'm like, okay, like, wow. what can't you get? He's like, oh, I just can't get it, bro. I'm like, okay, cool. Went to Vodafone, signed the contract, got it in my name for him. And um, everything was okay until I started to get letters from Vodafone. And then you get a second wow. letter and then a third letter. And then it's like we're chasing after you and i'm thinking but it's not it's not my phone why are you chasing me for forgetting or not realizing that obviously it's my name on this on the dotted line um long story short he messed up my my credit score um i had to pay off like the the phone debt as if it was mine and and do all sorts of things so yeah that was that was a, a big learning curve for me should i say yeah wow that's crazy and i feel like any of us can get into a situation like that because, you know, again, you said like back in the days, right? And probably even for me back in the days at that time, I had no clue. I could have probably fell into a trap like that as well if sure, one sure. of my friends was really struggling and they said that. So, wow, that's that's insane. Did your friend apologize to you for that? <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, he did. But okay. it was one of the ones where the apology, it was, it was literally like whilst I was going through it and trying to call him like, yo, what's going with this phone contract? Because, they, you know, they, uh, they, they're messing me up. He was kind of playing it too cool for my liking sort of thing and just being like, no, no, it's fine, I'll sort yeah. it. And he never did. Uh, the apology yeah. came like way after I already sorted out my stuff and already fixed everything. Mm-hmm. That's when he was like, oh, you know what? Sorry, bro. I really did mess you up there. I'm like, okay, wow. it's cool. But it would have been nice if you like, you know, sorted it yeah, yourself kind of thing. Like, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So crazy, right? Like in these <laughs> sort of situations, you want to be like helpful to people yeah. mm. but then you don't yeah. want to say because if you say no you feel guilty right like and this is the thing really? you say ah oh, like oh, I can't and then they are oh, but you're not gonna help me out you're like oh. do you know what I mean like I'm, I'm yeah. sure now that you know knowing what you know you're not going to now right you're gonna be yeah. like cool no. I'm, I feel stronger to say <laughs> no because it's you know <laughs> at the end of the day you you, you are responsible for it so exactly. wow insane absolutely insane um can you give us a bit of an insight into the day and life of Fando and Lindy? Oh, day in the life. Um, day in the life, I guess. Both of us are full-time employees, so we both work uh, nine to fives, Monday to Friday. Um, and we both run Skilled Finances, which is um, uh, what we do sort of outside of our nine to five. Um, and then we both have other things that we're also um, committed to. So a day, of, of, a day of our lives is largely working our day jobs, doing some stuff for skill finances and doing other bits that for the other things that we're like committed to individually. And then making sure that in the midst of all of that, we find time for ourselves wow. and yeah. we just 
enjoy each other and and just kind of enjoy the enjoy the day and just chill and make sure that yeah. you know we're still touch base between the two of us and that's kind of really what i'd say is, is a day in the life of us wow wow it sounds like a jam-packed day <laughs> is it is it, like, is it intense do you find do you find yeah do you find it intense at times I, I like think... skill finance nine to five marriage spending our own time do you know what i mean Mm-hmm. I think it's taken a lot of getting used to, if I'm being honest, because okay. before it was just nine to five and married life, and that was fine because mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, once I'm once I'm done with work, that's it for the day. But then you then add on the layer of skilled finances on top of that, and sometimes skilled finances, it's not like you like clocking and clock out nine to five. Sometimes you go in for hours and stuff because we're trying to get somewhere with our businesses and stuff. So yeah, it's taken a lot of getting used to and finding balance and knowing when to stop. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's important to know when to just be like, okay, that's enough for the day. It's now us time and it's now our time to just be together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely gonna come to you for pointers. When my uh, fiance, <laughs> soon to be wife, moves in, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Right now, she's not moving me. I've got all this time after work. Well, what happens? You know what I mean? Oh man, it's gonna be very, very That's interesting. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, thank you. Um, but I wanted to take it back to the beginning. Where are your parents from? So both our parents are from Zim, so that they're from Zimbabwe. Okay. And so that's on were you both born sides. Yeah. In Zim or, or here? Born. So born and bred. Yeah, so both bred. of us were born in Zim. I moved here when I was twelve. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've lived here longer than I lived in Zim to be fair, but you know, you, course, you still yeah, remember yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the same. You'd you'd think we had the same life, but genuinely exactly the same. Born in Zim and I moved here when I was twelve as well. Okay. Yeah. Really? What? Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. <laughs> mad. Actually mad. Um yeah. okay, and then so why 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 the move to the UK? Like why yeah, why did your parents decide, yeah, let's let's move to the UK? A lot of reasons. I think I think at the time, uh so going back to like the history of Zimbabwe, obviously Zimbabwe was colonized by the Brits already. So what you find mm-hmm. in <clears throat> by like two thousands, I think the pound was really strong. And so a lot of okay. Zimbabweans would say, let's go and work yeah. in the UK to send the money back to Zimbabwe so we can pretty much live mm. a better life than we can do with our, our local currency. And then I think I think the plan was, was that, but then when they came here, taste the life here, they then said, oh, okay, let's, yes. bring, let's bring everybody here sort of thing and let's settle here instead because... <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. so we the didn't really get a choice, yeah, did yeah, we? Yeah, we didn't exactly. get a choice. Exactly. We yeah. just, we just ended up here. Okay. Wow. That's very. That's a very, very interesting perspective, actually, about moving to provide, you know, better life back home. That's very, very interesting. I'm ne- I actually never knew that. Um, mm. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Hopefully, we can unpack a little bit of that later if we've got a bit of a time. Um, and then I wanted to understand, did you, did you both go to university? Um, and what, if you did, what did you uh, study? Yeah, so um, we both went to uni. And when I went, I studied media. 
and I was hoping to have a career like in media and stuff but then realized after I finished that it was a lot harder to get jobs in that sort of sector and environment so then I ended up going down a different route yeah Mm. And my okay, my, my go down? Oh, yeah, we... um so now I now now I'm a civil servant so I've I started okay, off like wow. in bankruptcy so I was enjoying bankruptcy but then realized that actually there, there's no room to progress as much so then I shifted to um, the department for education because I feel like nowadays I've realized that my purpose in life is helping people and what more helping students and people that are trying to sort of like build their careers and make a life for themselves yeah. so that's why the dfe was a choice for me yeah wow that's that's epic and it's yeah i feel like you can always make an impact when you are working in the government on you know initiatives like that so wow that's that's brilliant and what about you fando so my my journey uh, was probably the unorthodox way. So I started off working okay. uh, and I was working at Barclays Bank mm-hmm. uh, at the time. And as part of working there, I then kind of did what's um, uh, like a degree apprenticeship, where essentially you, you're working full time, but you're studying for a degree at the same time. Um, and I did that for two years. So that was 2016, graduated 2018. Um, and then after that, I then just kind of ventured off from because I was doing, I was working in like retail banking at the time, so client-facing mm-hmm. jobs, um, personal banker, relationship manager, et cetera, et cetera. Um, from there, I moved into more uh, technical roles. So made the transition from front office banking, retail banking to uh, the the tech side of banking, should I say. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. And at what point did you both meet <laughs> in your careers? <laughs> <laughs> well we we met we met uh before we even had careers <laughs> yeah oh really so, okay yeah so we we've known each other for a, lo- a long time and, and we were together whilst you were in a levels or you yeah like i think i was going on 18 at the time so we met in church okay. so we used yeah, to go to the same right. church okay. and that's how we met um and then okay. it developed from there so i was around 18 wasn't i yeah and i was 20, 20. yeah yeah okay okay yeah. okay so you, okay so you, okay so you met like around the uni times interesting wow that's so cool so so i guess okay so you both went to uni do you go to the same university no oh different university okay so different universities and then you both got jobs and then at what point did you decide oh yeah let's get married <laughs> We got we got married uh, the month mm. after Lindy handed in her dissertation, <laughs> and the month before. She oh really? Out. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> how did you wait? Hold on. How did you plan a wedding while you were writing a dissertation? I think up until this day, I would also like to know how I planned a wedding whilst. <laughs> doing my dissertation i feel like when you're in the moment right you're so focused and your goal is to just make it so i think that was it it was okay by the time i'm done i'm getting married and then we're moving in so i think that's what got me through but i think when i finished i was like yeah i'm tired like i'm so tired (laughs) i can imagine that is intense two really intense life-changing moments happened at the same time yeah that is excellent (laughs) um so then i wanted to understand like were you i think i've i do remember some of your stories but for the listeners 
were you good mm. with your finances as a couple right away from the beginning? How were you with um, your finances? Well, we're good at we were good at spending. Put it that way. So, yeah. Um, you, okay, you were good at spending. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were good at spending it because, uh, as Linda said, obviously we got married literally just after she graduated. So mm. I'll probably say the the couple of years leading up to us getting married. Mm. Um, we just mm-hmm. didn't really have the capacity to like just be together and things mm-hmm. like that because there were so many things going on and also there was long distance between us so I was living in Bournemouth down south mm-hmm. and Lindy was in Bolton up north so like you know we, we had wow. a very long distance relationship for some time so yeah. um, I think when we got married we were literally like finally we can just be yeah. together and we can just like spend yeah. time together and do whatever together so all of our efforts and focus became like date night, going out restaurants, cinema, yeah. staycations, going up and down the country, okay. hotels, yeah. everything. And we're just like, yep. Yeah. And we just kind of carried on that apart for like a, a while or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. 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 I can understand the urge though, right? <laughs> so long. You're like, okay, yeah. finally we get to be Absolutely. close together. And now we yeah. can actually do stuff consistently. So I can understand. So I guess what you're saying, though, is even, although you did that, you feel like maybe you did it for a little bit too long. You know, the excitement got there. And yeah. Um, at what point did you were you like both like, OK, yeah, we need to review this. What's going on? <laughs> um, it was at the point when we decided that we needed to move out of where we were staying. So we okay. used to stay in a flat that was, it was one of those tall flats. So obviously when the whole Grenfell Tower thing happened, I think for me, it was just like, no, yeah. I can't live here anymore. Um, and I think that was okay. the wake up call for us. Cause it was like, we need to get out, but as much as we need to get out and move into our own place, how are we going to afford it? And at that point, we're like, we need to get our savings together. We need to get our credit scores in, like right. And we just need to get ourselves together financially. Mm. So that was the moment that it really clicked for us. Like, we need to do better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I feel like everybody's got that moment where they're like, yeah. When it's about time. I feel like buying the house is always all... Or moving somewhere nice or moving out yeah. is yeah. the time when people are like, oh, let's review our finances, man. What's going yeah, on? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is about that that shocks people so much to think, like, what have I been doing? But it seems to work. <laughs> it does. No, it <laughs> does. I, I think it makes um, it personal, you know? and, it, and it's just that personal push yeah. because, you know, it, it, the, funny, the funny thing about that journey, and I always look back and think, like, how, how did this even happen? Because the funny thing was at the time, I was working as a personal mm. banker. So like my literal okay. day job was telling people, yeah. listen, you need to save money, get a credit card and build your credit score. Here's how you get a mortgage, blah, blah, blah. But then wow. like myself, I'm not, you know, I'm not practicing what I'm preaching basically. So I think, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think you definitely need some sort of personal yeah, like push because you know, if, 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 someone is just saying to you you need to save money but you don't have a personal reason for it or whatever mm-hmm. then it's it's going to be meaningless isn't it so i think yeah and i think buying a house is definitely one of those things where it's like mm-hmm. okay yes we need to do it but i think because buying a house is a tall order from a financial perspective you need to save a lot of money 
um that's that's like okay now we need to be really serious because yeah. we're not just talking about you know one thousand yeah. pounds or something here we're talking about like five figures. A lot. so let's let's get serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I i completely agree it's you're right actually when you're not in the mode in the mood for it it'll just go over your head um yeah it will it literally will uh you have to kind of be tuned to it i think as well um yeah and i you know yeah. and i feel like once your eyes is open, you can never go back, really. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't say that. you won't spend on nothing, but you can never go back. Like once yeah, yeah. you're, exactly. you know, you take the red pills, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're, not, you're never going back. Really, <laughs> that's it. Is over. It's done. Um, crazy, crazy. Um, and then I wanted to understand: at what point did you decide, okay, let's do skilled finances? Where did the idea come from? An inspiration, and why did you um, start it? Um, so skill, skill finances, I'll probably say, to be honest with you, it was, it was a lot, it was a long time in the making, let me put it that way. So, um, we, we'd kind of been helping people around us or just people would always ask us like money questions, um, ad hoc Mm -hmm. friends and family and stuff like that. Um, I'd obviously done a couple of things outside of my day job, like going to schools and doing talks and things like that. But I like, and, and you know i'm going back to like 2017 sort of time 2016 yeah. 2017 um but like I, I don't think i think at the time there was just a lot of things happening in our personal lives that come 2020 we just all of a sudden had the capacity now yeah, to like true. oh we've been thinking about this let's actually do it now sort of okay. thing so i think that's kind of how we how it came about uh, and 2020 was it was the time like literally march 2020 just before lockdown we were like let's go for it okay wow wow you just yeah yeah and i think that is definitely the pers- perfect time because that's when a lot of people are struggling um mm. with with their money at the time um how did you when you first put you know content out there actually first before that can you talk about what skilled finance is and the products and services you offer. And then we can yeah talk about um, how you felt about your first content piece. Absolutely. Well, at a high level, Skill Finances is the platform where we teach people to become skilled at managing their finances. Um, and we have a, then a special focus on couples finances because that's an area that is underserved, but also an area that we have experienced in ourselves um, because we've also had some friction should i say that we've had to like yeah. overcome and essentially with the experiences that we've got and the knowledge that we have um we're also just sharing that to other couples and just saying you know this is how you can work together as a team when it comes to money so that's yeah. what we offer so in terms of the pro- the products that we have currently we have the couples uh, we've got a few th- few things uh, but the main sort of product that we offer is a couples workbook which essentially gives couples okay. a a, a guidebook, if you'd like, to go through. There's ten exercises in there. You go through each ex- exercise together as a couple, uh, and it just gives you the foundation of having the money conversation, but also figuring out how you want money uh, to be managed in your relationship uh, okay. together, and and the kind of things that you want to achieve in your relationship financially. Uh, so that's the couples money workbook that we offer, and that's really uh, what we're what we aim to do. Really, we aim to help couples okay. to be strong together with the finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And there's a lot of couple-related questions coming out all the time. I always see it on, 
on social media these days. You know, all these um, contentious questions. Who should pay for the yep. first date? Oh, yep. um, <laughs> well, only one person should be paying for the bills. All this entitlement type of stuff, which I don't get <laughs> where it's coming from. I don't understand why people feel entitled to somebody else's hard work. I was literally speaking to my fiance about this the other day, right? I think a lot of people get confused. I don't think it's about the money. It's not about somebody mm, yeah. not wanting to spend money on you. It's not about mm. that. It's about, it's, um, it's the, oh, what's the word I was looking for? It's for me, I feel like if somebody works hard, for their money they work really hard they've developed their career and then somebody comes along and they feel entitled to that it's just to me sends a wrong kind of message you know right, um, right and i feel like right. we need to have more of a conversation about that i just feel like a lot of people just be like oh this person just spend money on me and i'm like raw like why should they just <laughs> they don't even know you but you're just <laughs> oh yeah they should you know they should be on six figures all these yeah, questions, yeah. I was like, really? Like, is this where oh, we're yeah. going with, with yeah, life yeah. now? Um, yeah, it's interesting. What, what do you what do you both think about it? Because you, you're a couple, you, you talk about couple finances, and you're probably seeing a lot of this stuff on social media circulating at the moment. I think for me, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that I've just always had this thing of, I need to be able to take care of myself. And I'll speak for myself. I've always been like, if a man can earn money, I also need to be able to do the same. I can look after myself. I can pay for my own meal. I can do my own things. And then if we come together and Tando's like, yeah, I'll pay for your meal. I'm like, oh, thank you. Do you know what I mean? I'm grateful for it, but I don't feel like I, I'm entitled to it. Like he should have to yeah. do it. No, I'm independent enough yeah. on my own to do it by myself. But I kind of feel like the world that we live in nowadays is very different. So some people might feel like, yeah, the guy always needs mm -hmm. to pay. And I'm mm -hmm. always like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think so. Like, maybe I'm different, but I don't think mm -hmm. the guy always needs to pay. Like, what's wrong with me paying sometimes? I, I want to do that. I'd like yeah. to do that. So maybe I'm just different and I see it differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Okay. So, so this... We're going to give you a sneak peek into how we have conversations because okay. I like to then throw a red herring <laughs> into this situation. So another thing that I yeah. think about is uh, love languages. Yeah. <clears throat> so people people will communicate their love differently. And I would imagine that there, there's going to be some people out there who would say the way that I communicate my love for you is financially spending on yeah. you or right. taking you out on dates and paying myself. That's like my way of showing you that I care yeah. for you, that I love you, and I want and I want to take mm -hmm. care of you from that perspective. Um, I think I think there is there is on the other side there is that of entitlement, right? To mm -hmm. say you should do this, <laughs> that that that's definitely hundred percent that's there. Yeah. But on the other side, there is that side of the coin where it's like I want to do this because if I don't, if if you don't let me do this in this area then I can't think of any other way to yeah. like show right. you my love for you. Um, because and let's, let's just be real for a minute here. Right. Like generally as men, we are, we, we can communicate better financially than with yes. our feelings. Let me put that's, it that way. That's, hundred, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can, I can have, like if you ask me to buy you a handbag and that would make you feel happy, 
I would do that in a split second. But if you ask me to like tell you how I feel, we got we it takes some time to get there. Put it yeah. that way. Like that's not something that I've been raised to just naturally do in an instant. So um yeah, I think there is that side of things as well to consider with this with this discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, completely, completely agree. And I think the important thing to say, what I love about your content is that you'll always remember to say it's a personal choice, right? Between people, right? There's no general rules as to yeah. what people should do. It's up to them what they want to do. But I think it's still a conversation, which you also preach as well. It's a conversation. Right? Yeah. It's not just coming into a situation and say, I expect this. You know, if the other person is like, you know, that's not what I do, right? So yeah, very, very yeah. interesting. It's very, very, very oh, interesting. If, if you if you do expect it, yeah. right? If 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 like say Lindy expected it mm. and Lindy's like, I want a man to take care of me, mm. I want to be at home and live the soft life. <laughs> the soft life, yeah. And that's what Lindy wants. <laughs> 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 then for me, I would simply say, Cool, Lindy, you do that. Then find a man who wants to do that. Yeah. Because they're gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna a man be who wants to that, that who wants that, yeah. their wife to live yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's gonna be loads of men who are like, I don't want my wife to be stressing, I want my wife to live the soft life. So mm. you can find somebody you can within your tribe. But then yeah. equally, Lindy is quite driven, as you've heard. Mm. She's like, No, I'm gonna take care of myself. Yeah. I'm also driven, so it's like, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. You can find somebody that you that you want. Exactly. So it's being exactly. clear about that. It's all about compatibility. I think that's what's what's important. Um, it's very, yeah. very important. Um, and I, I love that you mentioned love languages as well, uh, because I think I only found that about myself a few years ago. And you're right. It's very different for different people. Different people like different things. You know, for me, I like gifts, but like, that's not what, that's not what wows me. I'm not like, okay, if you buy me a nice gift, I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I don't need you to do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing Like it's not. No required. So yeah, no, it's very, 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 very um, interesting. Um, I wanted to take it back a bit in terms of you know setting up skilled finances. Can you take me through the process of how you um, did that? So initially, we had uh, initially what did we do? Initially, we had an Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that's how okay. we started, and um, then we set up the website um, because we're. We've got, we've got a website yeah. as well. So um, I built the website myself. Um, and then we kind of set sort of the admin side of business. Yeah. So registering the business with, as a limited company and um, all the other bits like that, that you kind of need to do on the admin side to just set up this business. It wasn't, I mean, some people don't go down that road and that's fine, but it's just for, for, for myself, that's kind of the road I wanted to take it. Um, uh, I felt like personally for me, I needed to do that to make it, yeah. you know, more legit yeah. sort of thing. Uh, and then, yeah, we had an Instagram page, had a website, and then we just honestly just started posting okay. and creating content. Wow, wow. And how did you mm. feel when you put your first content piece out? Were you scared? Were you overthinking it? 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. that you never know. You just don't know what people are going to be like. 100%. And social media can be so brutal sometimes. Mm, so I think I'm more, I'm the one that's more like, oh, I'm a bit scared for us to post things. Because even when we went down the YouTube channel, I, I was like, no, for the longest time, I was like, no, we can't do it. We can't do it. Because people are ruthless in those comments. People will leave like the nastiest comments. That's got nothing to do with the video. 
But it took a lot for me to get to a point where I was like, okay, do you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not doing this for the negative people. I'm doing this for someone who learns something from it. 100%. So, yeah. 100%, 100%. And that, that's it. Not everybody has to support you. And that's completely fine. You know? Yeah. It's not like we all support everybody. We don't have the bandwidth to, to, to do that. Um, you know, and I agree. True, true. You know, it's funny because I think often what happens is, right, you put out great content, right? You have like, a thousand great comments it only takes one negative for you to be oh my god like why did i you know and that's the truth right the truth is is that you don't get majority negative comments majority get positive comments is is a very small percentage i think of negativity um and i think you know somebody said something uh, i was watching and it was talking in relation to reviews and feedback about stuff and they were saying um if you don't have negative feedback or bad feedback about something, then it means something dodgy is going on. <laughs> it means people are trying to delete comments <laughs> and, you know, all of that stuff, which is true, right? Because somebody oh, okay. somewhere is not going to like yeah, it, yeah. right? And that's just, that's where the balance yeah. feedback just becomes balanced, right? You know, I'm sure we've all, you know, wanted to do something yeah. and we're trying to look for the, I always look for negative feedback. So, you know, when I'm trying to stay in a hotel abroad, I'm like, mm. okay, cool. I like all this good feedback. But what's yeah. the negative feedback <laughs> telling me the real you know is yeah, the showers crap yeah, yeah. is the food yeah, yeah. bad you know exactly. stuff like yeah, that yeah. right so i feel like it gives not that it's an element of a truth but it gives a balance to it and you're like, okay cool overall great location yeah you know great food great this but this person this person said this one time okay cool we can kind of live with that kind of you know thing so yeah no i definitely i definitely um hear hear what you're saying on that and you know moving into into challenges what what would you say has been your biggest challenges that you faced on your journey with skill finances um i'd probably say time okay i think running skilled finances and working full-on nine to fives is not easy at all and it's trying to be like okay let me go do my nine to five then let me finish and Anything can happen during the day whilst you're at work. Someone can rub you off the wrong way, but you're having to snap out of it really quick and start focusing on the business. So I think for me, it's been time and just finding that balance. I think it's taken me this long to get to a point where I'm like, okay, now I've got like a set sort of schedule of how I, how we run skilled finances or what I do, the things that fall under me. So yeah, it's been time for me. Yeah. Yeah. um, Adding on to that, I think, I think I was going to say the same thing, but uh, in the opposite way, which is that we didn't realize how much time it would take away from our, from our personal life, should I say, um, and and how much effort we have to put into it um, to, to, you know, to create content, to edit content, to plan and research content and to do things like this where we collaborate with other content creators and stuff like that. So I think there is a lot of time and effort you know, you, you from the outside in, you kind of think, oh, that's a 30 second video. I can do that yeah. quick. Yeah. And then you realize that planning it, posting, uh, editing it and all that kind of stuff. You've already been doing it for two to three hours kind of thing. So I think that that's one challenge that we didn't anticipate. We didn't really see mm-hmm. that, OK, this is going to take a lot of time, effort from our part uh, to, to really make it, especially in the early days, because in the early days, you're still trying to figure out. You know, still trying to find your voice, still trying to figure out what you like, what you don't like, experimenting with different yeah. things, and and then and then you know we went from doing uh, sort of Instagram post and blogging exclusively 
to over time like today now we do a video podcast so mm-hmm. that's transitioned and formed and grown over time but um strategically that's kind of been a better move for us mm-hmm. but also the better move for us was because of uh, there's a time yeah. benefit of us doing it this yeah. way around to the way we used to do it before yeah so yeah the time element definitely yeah yeah no i yeah i completely understand what you're saying and this is a tough thing about doing a nine to five and a business on the side and which i, I which is why i think so many people quit mm-hmm. because it's so time consuming not just time consuming detraction traction sometimes take much longer than you do you think but sometimes you're so close yeah. and then yeah. you're like oh you know so yeah. i yeah i completely i completely understand uh, i definitely feel your pain but moving on i wanted to ask what keeps you motivated to continue uh, skill finances um i'm there's a there's probably a few things but do you know what like it's coming back to comments it's the good comments yeah. like you yeah. know when someone comments or dms or whatever replies to your emails and they tell you their story or they tell you what they've achieved or accomplished uh, or they just open up to you and just kind of say this yeah. is what i'm struggling with i think i think fundamentally that keeps us going because um you know that's the fuel to what we're doing mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day it's like we're not doing this to be famous really or mm-hmm. whatever like we're doing this really to help people yeah and when the people that we're trying to help yeah get that help that's gold yeah, yeah. i love that I, I i completely love that and i want to ask you what do you want to achieve with skill finances oh <laughs> i feel like the sky is the limit with skill mm-hmm. finances because when i think about it i'm like we could help so many people like when we have conversations with other couples and stuff and they're like oh yeah I saw your post and it really helped me and I, I, I've i started doing some of the things that you've suggested in your posts or in your videos and stuff so then I'm like if we if we are touching like one or two people right now we could be doing that at a larger scale so I genuinely feel like the sky's the limit and when I start to think about the UK I feel like there's not a lot of people that talk about couples finances in particular so I feel like we've got like that advantage where if we do it well we could really be doing it really well yeah Yeah. I agree I I don't think I know anybody else that speaks about couples finances on a consistent basis to be honest not really I mean people maybe dribs and drabs here and there but not on a consistent Mm. basis and not even from an experience basis as well um um, I would say um, and we're mm. gonna actually move on to some of those tips and um, conversations <laughs> um, in terms of because I always think right like speaking about money in the black community if you're if you're splashing money is easy if you get in this fancy car is easy yeah. if it's whatever house is easy but when it comes to talking about the tough stuff mm. debts mm. you know splurging out it's, it's tough so I wanted to know What's the best mm. way for a person to open up a conversation about money with their partner? Mm. The one thing that helped us, I think, or the questions that we started asking each other was the the main one was what was money like in your family when you were growing up? Okay. Because that one easily got the both of us to start talking because then it wasn't oh what's your credit score how much do you have in your account how much do you earn but it was more 
let's talk about your background. Yeah. What was it like when you were growing up? Um, did, was money readily available or what was your experience with it? And I think for the both of us, it was more or less the same way. It was like, well, for me, my mom was a single parent. So then money didn't wasn't always ready, readily available. And sometimes it was a struggle. But then for Tundra, it was like he grew up in a, in a home where both parents were there okay. and the money was there. So it was like it got us really talking. OK, wow. Mm. That is that's yeah. cool. I love and, the background stuff. Um, go on, go on, Fando. No, no, back, background 100%, 100%. Um, the, uh, the, on the opposite scale is then talking about the future. So, like, what what do you want to achieve financially, like, 10 years, 20 years from now? Um, you know, what kind of things would you like to achieve? And just talk about that, you know, whether that's buying a house or being financially independent um, or making a certain amount of income um, or being debt-free or buying you know, your family, houses, and like whatever the case is, you find that people also easily open up about yeah. their dreams okay. um, and their ambition, um, especially if if you if you ask it in like, a, you know, like, oh, yeah, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, like, just imagine, you know, what could that look like for you? And that, and that starts to help to open the conversation up a bit. So one thing that we always say, as you say, you know, because this is early days talking about money with your partner, um, don't go in guns blazing and being like, I've noticed you're always spending money and you're always doing this, you're always doing that. What's going on? Um, because that's usually the way the money conversation starts with couples. Mm. So we try and say, no, like, just just keep it less personal in, in that way about like present day habits or present day uh, financial situations and just think about, let's go back. What was that like? Yeah. And then let's go forward. What, what's that looking like for you? Okay. Wow. Love it. I uh, love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tip. And I was thinking, what point should people start or couples start speaking about money? Is it when they're dating? Is it on their first date? Is it before they get married? At what point do you think the conversation should start happening? So we, we disagree on this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> We kind of disagree, uh, but me, I say literally day one. Well, first date vibes. Well, I really? think it okay. takes time. The first date vibes. First date. Literally, I'm I'm actually serious. First it? date. Throw it in there, even if it's one question. Even if it's one question, <laughs> just throw it in. There. Obviously, don't be like, "How much do you earn?" Because that's too strong. But yeah. like, Some start off, ask even that, with the know. future question. Oh, like. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And, and listen, I'm gonna, I'll be, I'll be honest. I might be that person. I'm like, oh, so just curious, how much, like, what you want? <laughs> yeah, what you do for a living? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Like, what's the range like for people wow. like you in your in your position? Wow. Like, just to throw it in there. But I definitely think the reason why I say first date is because you know the, the whole concept of dating is trying to suss out the person, right? yeah, and figure out. Like, are you vibing together? Are you? What are you going to be like? And you, you don't understand how much money plays a part in your relationship yeah. until you get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you could obviously get in a relationship and then try and like figure out, okay, what we're going to do financially, how we're going to like yeah. work together, or or you know, um, you might get in a relationship and realize that your partner is very expensive, mm-hmm. and you're then like. 
all my days i can't afford to be going out every weekend yeah to yeah. those restaurants that you always like to go to Very true. Um, because that's way beyond what i'm willing to spend Very true. but then by that point you're already committed yeah, so you then true. try and figure out okay i just need to make it work somehow yeah but day one you could you could find that out early where'd you like to eat you know that gives you an indication of like okay this one she she basically looks down on Nando's. I get you. Okay, that that's that means I need to put my price up a bit more. Uh, that kind of thing. So I, that's why I say date one. But what do you say? Um. Well, I I get the whole date one perspective, right? But my thing is, money is not just a. It's not just about the money. There's emotions to it. So it's such an emotional thing as well because some people aren't willing to open up yeah, on date yeah, one. Yeah. It might take them time to get comfortable with the person. So as as you get to know the person, you get to know about them, what they're like and stuff like that, you start to build that trust. Mm-hmm. So that's why I then feel like, you know, sometimes it will take time. It might take you actually saying to the person, do you want to get into a relationship for them to feel like, okay, since we're now in a relationship, I can then open up about money. But for some people, they don't mind. So they will happily answer the question of, so what do you like? How, well, like, what sort of amounts are you comfortable spending going out and stuff like that? Some people are fine with that on date one. So I think it's, it depends on the person. Yeah. yeah. I completely, yeah, I completely agree with both of what you're saying. I think it's just like, it's communication so important, I think, in, in this and just yeah being careful with what expectations is because it's like, as Fando says, right, I think generally anyway with first dates, you like to put your best foot forward. So imagine you take the first date, fancy place, right? You spend whatever you're like, okay, happy to do because it's your first date you want to impress, right? But then the expectation is every week and you're like, actually, wow, I can't even cover this every week, right? Because that's the expectation. This is why communication is <laughs> is super important. Just to be like, look, babes, um, you know, first impression type things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't do this every week. So you can't go to Benihana's every week, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, no, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think communication is definitely um, very important. Um, and you're right, like opening up about money is, is difficult. I don't remember at what point we spoke about salary. We spoke we spoke about what we do career wise early on, like, but we never spoke about like how much we earn. I don't think. I don't what what point did you both speak about your salary? Actually you guys knew each other for a while, so it would have been easier for you to do yeah. it. This is the this is the beauty, yeah. right? Because you would have got both your first type of post uni jobs together. So actually it's not you're not meeting each other at a point where you've worked for a few years and now you're meeting like strangers. So it would have yeah. been a, a better, easier um, conversation to, to navigate. It is difficult. It is difficult. But it is a conversation that you... Do you recommend having this conversation before marriage? At least? 100%. Yeah, definitely. All the way. Yeah, some people will shy away To be fair, it's, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Let's be real. It's an ongoing yeah. conversation. I mean, we've been married for seven years and we still talk about money. Yeah. Um, because it's it's an ongoing thing and over time you will change your habits will change the way you view things will change so it's it's always good to have an ongoing conversation but i i definitely would say don't walk down the aisle until you've had that conversation (laughs) imagine imagine you do (laughs) and you have it and you know what the crazy thing is this is reminding me of i don't know if you've watched this show there's this show called dirty john and 
the guy, what he did was he... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you watched it, right? He He's very smart in what he did, right? He just yeah. rushed it through. So you couldn't have any of those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Did they get married within two months or something yeah. crazy like that? Literally. Right? Yeah, you can't yeah, have a yeah. conversation. How are you going to have a conversation yeah. about money? You're so in love. That's all you're thinking about, going dates and stuff. And he, he knew that, right? Yeah. He knew that we're not going to have a conversation Absolutely. about money because you don't need to know what I do. You don't need to know that I don't earn anything. I'm yeah. broke and all of this sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you're rich because I can just tell by the way you live. So it's, it's. I think they didn't really highlight, they, they made it seem like, you know, of course, like, you know, he did what he did. But I think what they missed out and highlighting mm-hmm. was that he was, he forcefully sped it up because he didn't want to have those conversations. So he could deceive, yeah, um, in a, in in a weird way, and I think that's that's what could ultimately happen to somebody, you know. Um, it, it can happen both sides, you know. Nobody, every nobody's immune to them. Those kind of yeah, situations. Exactly. Um, what did you think of that though? That yeah, situation? no, absolutely. It was it was um, man. We we saw the we saw the documentary, and then we saw like the Netflix yeah. series oh, okay. as well about it. Just. Because the doc- obviously documentaries are done differently to a series, mm-hmm. so they both give you like a different perspectives. Um, but in both cases, you know, yeah, like it was like Tunde Sundler. The guy knew exactly what he was doing, basically yeah. playing the game and just knowing exactly how to how to get what he wanted in the way that he wanted. How to sweep uh, the woman sort of under her feet, make her feel in love, and fall yeah. in love with him or the idea of him. And then rush the whole, let's get married and let's do it. Let's do it now without telling, you know, your people around you. Let's just elope kind of situation. Uh, and yeah, like it was one of those situations where you could you could see it going down a certain yeah. path. And the, the thing that I always think about in that situation is that it's funny how, and this was the exact same thing that I said about Tinder Swindler. It's funny how, the people around mm. the the woman who were conned, mm. the people around them were trying to tell her like, no, this doesn't sound right. Or like, mm. you need to slow down a little bit here because this is not, you know, this is not looking correct kind of mm. thing. Um, and so I would, I personally would then say, you know, like, don't be so quick to shut down people around you who are trying to say something about your relationship. I understand it is hard. Yeah. It is hard, like, to be in that position where you're in love and you want to be with somebody, but your best friends or your your mom and your dad or your brother and your sister are, like, saying these things about the person that you want to be with. But sometimes there is some truth in what they're saying because they're not looking through the eyes of infatuation, right? They're looking through, like, clear lenses almost, so... It yeah. goes back to that whole love is blind thing. Mm-hmm. Love can really blind you. Yeah. Like if you're not careful, 100%. it can really blind you. But I think that's why it's good to be open like at least with someone you don't have to tell the whole world no. but at least someone because there'll always be that one person who who's genuinely looking out for you and will just be like mm, I don't know about this and I don't know about that but it's good to not take offense when they say it because mm. the person would genuinely want the best for you so yeah mm. yeah no I completely agree I think you know when people are saying something maybe about your relationship it's I think sometimes people think they're saying you should break up that's not what it necessarily means it can it could mean yeah. you need to review this stuff. You need to have a conversation. That's what counseling is, right? Yeah. You know? Um, you need to have a conversation about that. Sit down and talk about this. This is a flag, right, for you to to do something and address it. Okay, John, 
you know, we've never spoke about your job. Let's sit down and, you know, do that. That's like a, a you know, an intervention for yeah. you, for you to flag that. Um, at the same time, you know, there might not be no ill intentions, but at, at the same time, you're also protecting yourself and you understand um, as well. It's very crazy. And then you mentioned Tinder Swindler, which on the flip side is another type of, again, not having conversations <laughs> about money, but this time the guy impresses himself like he's rich. So we've now had two different situations. Somebody who isn't wealthy swindling somebody who is wealthy. Yeah. And then somebody who is pretending is, to be yeah. wealthy just taking money from people that are maybe, I don't know, middle class, maybe not even that. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Very, very yeah. interesting. So what was your take on on that situation there? I think I was so shocked. I think I watched it and I don't know if it's because of where I am in life now, where I was looking at it like, but how can you like allow him to do that? Do you know what I mean? But then I had to take myself back a bit and I, I realized that, you know what, at times people do find themselves in those situations because they're seeing love and they're seeing money and they're seeing someone who wants to look after them and take care of them. So they're not seeing all these red flags, but for someone on the outside, it's very easy for you to see red flags with everyone else. So yeah, I I was shocked. Like I was absolutely shocked. Like how did he get away with that? But at the same time, I was like, yeah, those things happen. No, 100%. And I think Tinder Swindler then also shows a different side of the money and relationships conversation, Mm -hmm. which is that uh, because, you know, it is an unfortunate truth that in some relationships, um, one partner is taking advantage of the other partner, Mm -hmm. even even if it's not for the kinds of amounts Mm -hmm. like Tinder Swindler. I mean, we were talking five, six figures with Tinder Swindler, but for some people, you know, you'll find that there'll be people in a relationship where they're living together, but the other partner's not paying any of the mm-hmm. bills. Yeah. And they're just spending their money however they want to. But yet when their partner's challenging them about it, you know, they brush it yeah. off like it's nothing. They're like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. And that's that's basically financial abuse mm-hmm. in a relationship. So I think Tinder Swindler then highlights that, you know, it is a very poss- it is a uh, it's very possible that yeah. people find themselves in a financially abusive relationship now financial abuse is then it's hard it's hard to first of all acknowledge because it's not verbal it's not physical um and it's also hard to to know what to do with it because again you can't then then say to somebody oh he never pays for dates Mm. and i always pay for dates some of them might be like well what's the problem with that you know or how is that abuse do you know what i mean it's like Mm. that's such a small thing if you just think about it, but at the same time, that is in a way somebody yeah. could say, but then that's financial abuse because then I'm always having to be the one to yeah. pay for it unwillingly because I didn't want to always pay for things. So I think Tinder Swindler definitely highlights, and this is why we're saying this is important. This is why we are saying talk about money as early as possible. It may not be date number mm-hmm. one, but at least before you walk down the aisle, yeah. know who it is that you're that you're getting, you know, into bed with, literally and figuratively, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, just make sure that okay, like, financially, this is how we're viable. This is what they're like. Because you might love somebody completely emotionally, but financially, you might then realize that we're not compatible here financially. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have to make a decision. Basically, mm-hmm. do you want to be together, or is is that a red flag for you to walk away? Um, because ultimately a relationship is twofold it is emotional union but there's also a financial union that you need to think about and how does that financial union look like at work um 
and the, and then the second reason why it's also important is because if you do break up or split up, it's very easy to walk away from the emotional union, but it's always not so easy to walk away from the financial union. Yeah. Maybe now you have joint assets. Yeah. Maybe now you have yeah. things that you know you, you both signed up to that you need to pay for, or you have uh, a child, mm. and now there's financial support that needs to be yeah. done. Mm. You know what I mean? That there's the financial connection is is a harder thing to break than in the emotional one if 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 you know if the relationship does uh dissolve and things like that so this is why talk about money if you're in a relationship 100 100 it's very very important you're right like it, it you always hear of like all these um the divorce settlements they're so messy both sides are just destroyed. yeah they Absolutely. look tired you know and when it comes down to it, it's all about money <laughs> You know, they're done with each other. They're finished. They're like, we're no longer together. But what's stressing them out? Money. How are we splitting this? You know, I work this hard for this. I should get more. You know, that's it's it's all of this sort of stuff, you know, because they haven't had these conversations to to understand, you know, where they stand. So, yeah, I completely Mm. agree. It's it's crazy, like, how often it's not discussed, but I think it's so important. Um, But moving on to, you know, joint things. So I know that you decided to uh, go down the joint bank account route instead of separate accounts. Actually, do you do you have separate accounts as well as joint bank accounts, or do you just have a joint account? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have both. So we have both. Okay. Yeah, we have both. When we started out, like before we got married, like everyone around us was like, "You get a joint account because that's the thing to do when you get married." So we just came into it thinking, "Yeah, that's what everyone does." So we need to get one. But then I guess we didn't understand the reason why we needed one. So it started to cause a lot of friction between the two of us because we just we didn't have a reason why we had to get one. We didn't have a purpose for it. So it wasn't until we had that conversation to figure out like, so why do you think we should have one? And why do I think we should have one? That we're like, okay, so we're going to have one for joint bills, for example. But we still have our individual ones where we have an our money mindset so when we get paid all our money comes into initially it's in our individual accounts and then it goes into the joint account and then that's where we split bills we literally split everything and then we go on from there but it was important for us to get a joint account because that works for us and we also understand that joint accounts don't work for everyone and couples need to be very careful about that because just because you have one, it doesn't mean you always agree and do things together and stuff like that. So figure out if you actually need one before you get one. Cool. I, I love that. And what, what would you say are the pros and cons of having a joint account? So for me, uh, I'll, start, I'll start with the, the pros. So the reason why we have joint accounts is convenience. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, there's nothing more annoying <laughs> than going to the shop and then realizing that, oh, the money's in Lindy's account and I can't pay for it because it's in her account. I'm going to have to call her, ask her to transfer me the money so that I can pay for this thing type of situation. Um, or for your partner to keep asking you for your card because you've got the money in your bank account kind of thing. That's that's really annoying. So then it's like, let's just make it easy for the both of us. Let's have a joint account because clearly we both need access to this pot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, for this for the similar uses like groceries is a good example of that so that's convenience the second thing for me is also it's, it's kind of it's still it's still about convenience but it's convenience more from like um a legal perspective so obviously i used to work in 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 the banking world and 
um, at least in the front office side. And the amount of times that somebody will come in and say, oh, I need to check this thing, but it's my partner's account. Can you just check if like this money came in? We're expecting money from so-and-so. We just need to make sure that they've transferred it. But my partner's working right now and they can't access blah, blah, whatever story they tell. But it's like, I can't, you know, legally, you just don't have access to that account because it's not a joint account. So unfortunately, no matter how long you've been married, that's you're not, you're not legally recognized as the same entity from a financial system. So that's the second reason why I'm like, yeah, let's get a joint account uh, for that. Um, and I think the third reason is that they are really good at, at revealing your partner's money habits. Yeah. You start to really see each other's money habits in action. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, you know, to verbally say, I have this, I'm that, I'm that. But then it's another thing to look back on your statement and you're, and you're seeing that. Yeah. Okay, this is this is how my partner moves. Yeah. I'm seeing it now. Okay, she likes to do this and she likes to do, the, to do that. And you will learn so much more just from the evidence because money talks mm-hmm. than you would from her trying to verbally explain because then to her, she, you know, to Lindy, that's something that she normally does. So she doesn't feel the need to explain like it's it. It's normal. It's normal yeah. to you, right? But... To me, it might not be normal, but the reason why I've noticed it mm-hmm. is because we've got I've got access to this account, okay. and okay, I'm seeing how you spend your money, and I can see how you're doing. It. Yeah, so that's the, definitely the third thing. Uh, and then in terms of negatives, I'd probably say that's the negative at the same oh, yeah. time. At the same time, that is a negative because yeah. one of you could be a spender, like a real spender, <laughs> and now you've got a joint account, and it's like, why is money like flying out <laughs> yeah. of the account like that? That's so funny. yeah. That, that that's true. definitely no, a negative no, that is true. Yeah. honestly it, it, it could happen um yeah that's a negative 100 percent uh the second negative uh might be that like because i've seen this happen as well in, in some couples where they have got a joint account but because they don't agree on how to handle their finances um what they start to do is hide money from each other mm. so they're like yeah, yeah, baby, it's all in the joint account. But really and truly, they know that they've kept something for themselves wow. in some secret account that they've opened somewhere else with another bank or whatever. And they don't want their partner to find out because they've kind of got this, I guess, illusion that everything's in the joint account. That's how we work. Yeah. But behind closed doors, I've got this other secret account that I'm not going to tell you about. Wow. So the negative is that if it's used incorrectly, it could lead to that kind of behavior okay. uh, if you don't do it in the right way. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That is some interesting stuff. Interesting. Thank you so much for giving us insights into that. Um, what are some common mistakes that you think couples make with their money, would you say? Ooh, man. Um, common mistakes. I'd say the first one is probably not, not agreeing how you will handle your money 100%. as a couple mm-hmm. because i guess people just come into it and think oh yeah we're a couple now do you know what i mean mm-hmm. assumption is not revelation mm-hmm. i can't come into the relationship thinking well this is how i do things so Tanda's just going to conform to how i do things mm-hmm. um so it's good for people to talk about okay now we're a couple how are we dealing with this money mm-hmm. are we putting it together are we going 50 50 is it because you're getting paid more, you're paying more of the bills and then I pay less and stuff like that. If you don't know that from the get-go and you just assume it will cause so much tension yeah. in your relationship. Yeah, because what would generally then happen is that you 
one person usually then ends up saying, okay, I just need to be the adult in this relationship mm-hmm. and take on the financial responsibilities. But then they're doing it grudgingly. Yeah. You know, they're not doing it because they want to. Love or they yeah. want to or because they've agreed to it. And then you can imagine every single month when they're paying the bills or whatever happens, it's going to be a constant issue um, because they just haven't brought it up with their partner to say, how should we be paying these bills? Yeah. You know? Uh, so that's definitely a mistake, a common one. Uh, a, a second common mistake that I personally think couples make is comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that you, you that couples do a lot, unintentionally and sometimes intentionally, is compare your relationship to other couples mm-hmm. that yeah. you see. And equally, that leads to comparing your financial position. Mm-hmm. Or comparing what you, you know, the kind of house you live in, wow. the kind of car yeah. you drive, the kind of lifestyle you live compared to this other couple yeah. over there. And, and to be fair, that's kind of where the concept of keeping up with the Joneses comes from, because it's all about comparison. But I I didn't realize how strong it was amongst couples, especially because when you are in a relationship, it's, it's mm. so easy. Like you it's just like oh if they can do it why can't we do it yeah true or look they've got a baby we've got a baby but how is it that they you know have bought their house and we're still renting Mm. what's going on do you know like it's very easy to kind of go down that rabbit hole um and if you go down that rabbit hole it's 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 gonna definitely impact your finances so that's one big mistake couples make wow wow yeah keeping up with the jones yeah i can oh yeah comparison is the thief of joy that's what i say right um yeah it really is and it's hard to not do it because i think when you Mm. become when you're if you are a driven person you're competitive sometimes it's just it's gonna take you there but like you said you just have to just be like you're on your own journey because we all have different journeys that's just the truth of the matter you know life isn't equal yeah equal and it's not gonna be like that right so yeah no very very sound advice really really love that um, I wanted to end, so I asked you your financial mistake, but then I wanted to ask the opposite of that. Um, so what's your greatest financial achievement, would you say? For me, mm. like, m- my greatest financial yeah. achievement was managing to save up for a house Love it. in eight months, wow. I think, <laughs> and actually buy it and stuff like that. So that was the biggest achievement because I think... I set, we set a goal well it was more me because I was like by the time I'm 25 I need to be in my first wow. home and we managed to achieve that but then we worked hard and made it happen so yeah wow fantastic mm. no that's that's that that was that was a hundred percent I agree with you there that was <laughs> that was an achievement uh, and to put some context into that our in, our joint income together was 30 wow six wow yeah it, was, it wasn't a lot at the time wow. yeah together uh, and somehow we just made it work that's crazy uh, and the reason why i say that is to show that you know it's not like we were like on 50k mm. each you know that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing it's like no we were that is fantastic you know because uh, a lot of people make that make that mm. assumption a lot of people assume that oh being a couple means you have more money mm. but like we were earning less than a single person between mm, the both of us wow and you, <laughs> you still know, made it happen in many cases so and we still made it happen with the house so that's definitely an achievement um i guess personally my, for me i'd probably say um when i when i transitioned okay and like career when i switched careers mm. i think um it was a huge financial achievement for me 
because that was one of the biggest reasons why I switched careers. So I managed to essentially I managed to slightly more than double my salary mm-hmm. uh, in three years. Wow! And you know, you say that in a sentence, but a lot of graft went into that three-year mm. period of learning, growing, developing. Yeah. Like iterating my CV to like mm. you know version two hundred type of thing, and <laughs> going to countless number of interviews and learning and growing and then eventually actually getting in uh into in through the door so uh yeah that's an achievement on my part it's crazy and you managed to switch careers and increase your salary you know not a lot of people you know can say that you know normally when somebody switches career their salary True. goes down rather than up so you must Absolutely. have worked really really hard yeah. to, to to achieve that well done well done <laughs> both great 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 financial achievements no thank you um Really, really love hearing your uh, story today. Um, it's been fantastic having you both. Uh, thank you so much for blessing the podcast. I wanted to understand what's next for Fando and Lindy. Who? What is next for us? So, what is next for us um, from a skilled finances perspective is that we are definitely looking to grow our video podcast uh, a lot more. So that's our focus at the moment. And uh, so we're looking to tell more stories about couples finances and have more conversations about couples finances because it goes beyond uh, just budgeting together as a couple. That's kind of the foundation, but there's so much more for us to unpack. So that's what's next for us. So if if that sounds like something that's of interest, then definitely uh, give us a, a check. Check us out, basically. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then do you have any final words for the people? Final words. Ooh. Um, I just say check out skilled finances. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to being in a relationship and being mm. a couple with mm. your money, just focus on your own journey. Like yeah. all our journeys are different. We'll all achieve things at different times. It doesn't make you any less if you're seeing someone else doing things that you're wanting to achieve. But if anything, use that as a driving force to then get to where you want to get. But enjoy your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, it's uh, something that I'll encourage all couples to do is to ask yourself the question. And if, <laughs> it's going to be a tough question, but the question is this. Why are we together? Now, it's not necessarily about like, do you love me or anything like that? It's more about what are we trying to do together? And what are we trying to achieve together? Beyond sleeping together, living together, eating out together, partying together. What's beyond that? What's kind of the North Star vision for us? Uh, And trust me, once you have that conversation, everything else will fall in place. Love that. Love that. Great final words, both of you ending on and um where can people find you uh so you can find us at skill finances on all platforms to be honest so social media uh and any uh areas where you listen to your podcast or spotify Apple yeah. podcasts um and on youtube as well uh skill finances uh we're there great great thank you thank you you heard that listeners uh give skilled finances a follow and take a listen to their podcast. I think you release it on a weekly basis, don't you? Every week, at the moment. Yeah, once yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, give them a follow. Uh, go and listen to their podcast. Follow them on all platforms. You heard the gems here today. And, you know, we don't disappoint on this podcast, right? 
um thank you so much uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, lindy for you know just jumping on the podcast definitely appreciate uh, the tips i think I've, I've definitely taken some tips i'm gonna go and uh, speak to my fiance about as well um listeners um thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the takeoff podcast and we'll see you next week